Well, thank you, Stephen, uh, for leading us uh, during that time of, uh, of worship. Uh, this is, uh, we are in unprecedented times, and I'm very thankful for our church that we're still able to meet together in this way uh, to worship God together. And it truly just reminds us that, that, the, that the church is, uh, it's, it's you guys, it's the people, it's not a building. And times like this remind us uh, of that truth uh, and, and that reality. Uh, so I hope you're doing well. I'm not sure the kind of weeks that you've had uh, this week. Uh, for me, it's been a bit tough. Uh, it's been rocky uh, being at home uh, with the whole family, with two kids in an apartment. Uh, it's definitely been a challenge, uh, but we're making do and we're trying to do uh, the, the best that we uh, we can. I'm thankful for my wife for taking care of the kids right now. They're huddling in, in our bedroom as I'm filming here in our living room. Uh, and I'm thankful uh, for these moments. Uh, but, you know, it's in times like this that God uh, does great things uh, through his church, uh, through, his, through his people. Uh, God does great things through us when we're pushed uh, past our comfort uh, zones, uh, especially at times like this. Like, you know, we've never done a service like this before, but we're going to do our best. And I'm just thankful that you're willing to give this a try. Uh, we're praying through this week, our leadership, and we're saying, hey, should we do something like this? And you know what? Let's give it a try. We're not sure what other options we have. So let's just do it and go for it. And God's going to lead us and bring us through it. And if it works, it works. If not, uh, then well, so be it. We, we, we tried. Uh, but God does great things uh, in this church through times like this and also in your personal life as well. So, so don't uh, push God aside, uh, lean into him in this moment, lean in, into what he is saying to you, uh, what he's saying to you about the world, uh, about our lives, about the city of Vancouver. I want to thank our team as well. They've worked tirelessly this week uh, to get this going. Uh, in the background, I didn't know, um, I'm not very tech savvy, so they've worked hard to make this happen, uh, getting cameras, uh, mics, uh, getting lights, whatever it is, uh, in order to uh, make this happen. Uh, also, last Sunday, I, you probably know if you showed up to church, I wasn't there. I still had a bit of, I had a bit of a cough, and it's in the tail end now of, of my cold. Uh, thanks for those that messaged me and just gave me a kind word of encouragement. Uh, just praying for me. Uh, but last Sunday, I'm not sure if this was you, but to be honest, honest with you, before our church service. Uh, before uh, I tuned into our live service, I've never church hopped so much in my life. Uh, honestly, <laughs> I've never church hopped so much. I was in Vancouver for a little bit, then I was in Richmond, then I was in Burnaby and Langley and Surrey. Uh, then I jumped over to Calgary uh, and Edmonton and then Toronto. And then I decided to hop to the other side of the world uh, into Hong Kong. So I joined in on the service over there. Then I was down in Florida and Oklahoma. Man, I church hopped so much uh, last Sunday, I guess in some ways. Uh, that's a good thing with technology, not church hopping, but the availability of tuning in and the connectivity we have with different people around the world. So in this time, even though we might not be physically together, uh, I feel like the church globally has never felt as connected either. Uh, as before, that we have these opportunities to connect with one another, to see what each other uh, are, are, are doing. Uh, but on a, on a more serious note, um, I, I, I want to acknowledge you and, and, and how you're feeling. Uh, some of us have lost jobs uh, this week uh, because of, of the virus and you're being laid off and you lost your job and, and you're worried about your finances. Uh, you worry about school because it's on hold and it's in this weird uh, limbo state for some of you for school. And then maybe it's even your own health that you're not doing well. And some of you might be uh, getting sick. Uh, some of you are wrestling with your mental health uh, because some, for, for us, uh, for some of you being stuck at home hasn't been good. Um, 
And just remember that a social, a social isolation doesn't mean spiritual, right? That's something we've been saying. So know that I'm here for you. Our leaders are here for you. Our church is here for you. We're never farther than a, a call or text message away. Know that I'm praying for you. I'm praying with you. And during this time, we're, we're going to make it through uh, as God leads us uh, through this time. But hey, if, if, if that's you uh, wrestling with uh, your mental health, especially want to reach out to you. So send me a message. Uh, I love to chat. I uh, love to just get connected with you. Uh, th this week, uh, we're continuing our sermon series uh, on ready for resurrection. And I'm going to speak a little bit about that as we talk about being ready uh, to speak kind words. But I felt during this week, God woke me up literally in the middle of the night uh, to, uh, to change the topic uh, on this and, and, and to really deliver a word uh, that's for our time. Uh, so I'm going to share a little bit in the beginning about kind words, and then I'll switch over to, uh, to, to that topic. But ready for, to speak kind words. And in our time right now, it's ne never been more important uh, for us to speak kind words for us to encourage each other, whether it's through a text message, through a phone call, through a Skype call, or a Zoom call, uh, that your words have power, uh, both to do damage, and, but also to do a lot of good, uh, to build up the church at this moment, uh, to build up uh, his people. Uh, and you know uh, the, the, the saying, the sticks and stones, what? They, they break my bones, but words will never hurt me. Well, that's a bunch of bogus. Uh, that, that's a lie, <laughs> if I've ever heard one before. Uh, words have the ability to build us up, but they have the tremendous ability to also to, to break us down. Uh, we get that from Proverbs twelve eighteen. Uh, the words of the reckless pierce light swords, but the tongue of the wise brings healing. Or Proverbs uh, tw uh, twelve twenty five, anxiety weighs down the heart, but a word, a kind word, cheers it up. So in this time of isolation, a quarantining of the city and the and the world globally being separated in this way, this pray, God, how can I use my words uh, to bless the world? How can I use my words to encourage the world to build up his church? It might be through your social media post. Am I spreading more fear and anxiety or am I building up the church through my words in terms of how I'm encouraging people, maybe trying to encourage people through social distance. How are you doing it? Is it through a kind way or is it through a uh, breaking up the unity kind of way? And I'll leave that between you and God, but we've been given a, an opportunity here to bless the world, uh, to bless the church, to bless his people and community uh, with kind words. Uh, just earlier this week, uh, uh, Cohen, we're thankful we have a courtyard just outside of our apartment, so Cohen can run around a little bit there. He was running out of rocks uh, to paint, uh, so he started painting. Uh, there's on pieces of paper here, and he, he and he wanted to paint a kind word, so he posted up uh, some pictures just to encourage people because we're right beside the front entrance, so they walk by and they see our front window. Uh, he also wrote these words uh, that it's going to be okay. And he tried to draw a smiley face, except it's a bit more creepy than it was more encouraging. But, you know, even Cohen's, you know, they taking up on this. It's going to be okay. We, we can take part in this of encouraging people around us uh, in whatever way uh, possible. So remember, speak kind words uh, because uh, in, in our understanding of the gospel, the kindest words we know come from Jesus himself. It comes from the word of God. It comes from scripture. Uh, which we're going to turn to. Uh, if you have your Bibles, I'm going to turn away from the topic of kind words and to what I feel like God's having to speak to us at his church uh, this morning. Uh, the big idea uh, is this, that everything uh, you've been looking for, your, everything you're looking for is found in God. And it's from Psalm 84. Uh, everything you're looking for is found in God. And th this week I was uh, trying to sleep. I, I was having a hard time sleeping this week. And 
I, I think it was around run 130. Uh, I was walking up, uh, partially because Cohen had a nosebleed. Uh, but usually I don't wake up when Cohen's crying. So I think God was working. <laughs> uh, and, it, and I woke up and the first thing that popped into my mind was, Doug, what do you long for? That was the question that first popped into my mind. It was strange. Uh, what was you long for? And I was like, well, God, is that you? Like, you know, are you speaking to me? And I felt like the next question that popped up into my mind is like, well, you got to ask the church that. You got to ask the church at this moment in time during a world pandemic that we never faced before. What is it that you long for? What are your desires? And to say to the church that everything you're looking for is found in me. Everything you're looking for is found in God. Tell the church that because some of us have been looking to fulfill our desires in other things. Before this time, uh, before this pandemic, we've been searching for other things and our whole world has been put on hold here and we come face to face with these desires of ours. I read a, another social media post this week, especially as we're in the time of Lent, that we're fasting from social media, fasting from certain foods or maybe uh, whatever it is uh, that you've been doing. That social media post said this, that Lent has been super aggressive uh, this this season because we've been shut out from the world uh we've been lenting from everything basically uh but during this time i think god is really challenging us and, and helping us understand well what are our desires what 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 are we longing for in our, in our lives have they been aligned with the gospel have they been aligned with what god uh, is saying and I, I stumbled upon a psalm 84 which is a familiar passage for some of us here uh, and the passage uh, goes like this in Psalm 84. How lovely is your dwelling place, Lord Almighty. My soul yearns, even faints for the courts of the Lord. My heart and my flesh cry out for the living God. Even the sparrow has found a home and the swallow a nest for herself where she may have her young, a place near your altar. Lord Almighty, my King and my God, blessed are those who dwell in your house. They are ever praising you. Blessed are those whose strength is in you, whose hearts are set on pilgrimage. As they pass through the valley of Baca, they make it a place of springs. The autumn rains also cover it with pools. They go from strength to strength till each appears before God in Zion. Hear my prayer, Lord God Almighty. Listen to me, God of Jacob. Look, to, look on our shield, O God. Look with favor on your anointed one. Because better is one day in your courts than a thousand elsewhere. I would rather be a doorkeeper in the house of my God than dwell in the tents of the wicked. For the Lord God is a sun and shield. The Lord bestows favor and honor. No good thing does he withhold from those whose walk is blameless. Lord Almighty, blessed is the one who trusts in you. Let's just pray together. Father, this morning, as we gather virtually as your church, may you speak to us because this morning you have a personal a word for each and every single one of us during this time of COVID-19. And do, Father, we do pray for the people that are helping God uh, in, in this time, uh, the frontline workers in the hospitals and in the clinics. Father, I pray for your protection. And for all of us, God, that we have a role during this time of social distancing and doing our part of, of, of stopping the spread of this virus. Father, give us a clarity and strength in this time of your call in our lives. But this morning, God, as we speak and read your word in Psalm 84, may you reveal your word to us. May you speak to us and may you, God, just give us the desire of our hearts, God, which honestly is for you, for you to come and to heal our land and to, um, and to bless us again with your presence. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 
So as I was sharing uh, just a little bit ago about uh, about this week, I woke up with that uh, thought of what what am I passionate about? What what do I long for? What are my desires? And I really felt that during this time, God has a word for His church that maybe in this time we've been seeking. In the past, our church in North America had been guilty of of seeking after programs and seeking after you know the lights and and the busyness and and all all, all you know. Uh, that has really cluttered the message of the gospel. And this time is for us not to seek out programs, but for us to seek out his presence, for us to seek out what God is doing, what he is saying to us. I came back last week just from Pender Island. It was a great trip. We were supposed to go to Taiwan, but that got trip got canceled. Then we're like, well, maybe we'll drive down to the States, to Portland and Washington. And then we got the message of what was happening there. Uh, and then last time we went over into the Okanagan and uh, Cohen threw up through that trip. I'm like, well, okay, you know, we don't need the, that ride again. Uh, so we went to Vancouver Island and we spent some time on quiet Pender Island. That's a, an island, uh, two islands actually, 2000 people and everything was great. Everything was, uh, was truly perfect. We stayed in a, a, a campsite uh, that, well, I wasn't really camping. It was glamping to the max. Uh, we, we were stayed in a in a renovated uh, RV called called an Airstream. We had a bed, uh, three beds actually that we were able to fold out. We had a shower, we had a stove, we had a toilet, we had a sink, running water, and you go outside. There's a hot tub for us. So it's not camping at all, guys. It's amazing. I recommend it. Uh, Penfriend Island. But I want to paint this beautiful picture I had for uh, uh, this, this this one morning. Uh, kids were still inside. I went out. Uh, they have a stove there, so I could cook on. So I was cooking bacon. Uh, bacon, the amazing smell of bacon first thing in the morning is really good. Uh, and then I had a coffee. Of course, I made a pour over coffee, uh, of course, as I was sitting there, uh, cooking bacon, watching the sunrise, drinking my coffee. That was the picture that I had. It was, it was great. It, it was, it was awesome. Uh, but in the midst of that, in the midst of that perfect moment, I came to this realization that there is more that as perfect of this moment as it was that there's more I was reminded and I realized that this world like everything that we've been longing for in this world that I see that I crave for that I long for that I desire for in this world like that's not it uh, as beautiful as that sunrise was and as we know in Psalm 19 you know, the heavens declare the glory of the Lord as, as much as God draws us close to him like this world is in it, it's all to point us uh, towards uh, uh, towards God and towards Jesus and towards what, what the spirit uh, is doing and I want you for a moment here to think about your deepest longings, uh, your deepest desires, especially this week. Um, what, what were you longing for? What were you desiring? What were you craving this week? And maybe it was something as simply as fried chicken. You want to go out and you know <laughs> eat some fried chicken and maybe you wanted bubble tea. You wanted to see your friends and family. I know that that was for me. I, I was just wanting so badly to go out to a coffee shop and just sit there and, you know, read and do my work but i wasn't even able to do that i want to go for a walk but you know everyone had that idea so you can't really social distance when the whole you know, neighborhood is walking on the same avenue uh and you know the certain you had certain longings and, and the desires uh this week but whatever you desired for whatever you're longing for everything on earth here i believe this is what god is saying is that it's finite uh, that is passing it's just a mist and the question for us is how much are we longing for God during this time? Uh, are we longing for God to act? Are we longing for God to work? Are we longing for God to do a miracle in, in stopping the spread of this virus and only that, that what he can do? 
And do we have the same passion as the psalmist here? As we read in Psalm uh, 84 here, one to two, I read it again. How lovely is your dwelling place, Lord Almighty. My soul yearns, even faints for the courts of the Lord. My heart and my flesh cry out for the living God. Like, can we say that? Right? As the people of God, can we say that about, about this Jesus that we believe in, that, that we yearn for him, that you know, his dwelling place is, is lovely and we're yearning and we're even fainting for the courts of the Lord, meaning the presence I remember in Old Testament times, we believe that God's presence is tied to the tabernacle, uh, to the temple. Uh, so the courts of the Lord, like, do we yearn and faint to get to the courts of the Lord, to get to where God uh, is present? Does our flesh uh, and heart and our flesh, do, does, does they cry out for the living God? And that's a word for us at this moment, that God is living. Do we cry out for him? He's living and he's alive. He's moving. He's not a dead God. He's not a God of the past. He's not a God that's bound up by history and he's irrelevant, but he's relevant more than ever at this time that he's alive and living. That means that he can do something about this pandemic. That means he is doing something about this pandemic. That means he is doing something in your hopelessness, in your anxiety, uh, in, in, your, in your time of pain, in your time of loss, in your time of uncertainty. God is alive and is moving. He's doing something at this moment. And we're, we, we can't forget that. And that's what I believe God has, that's what God reminded me of this week. He spoke to me. He's like, Doug, where is your heart in this? Like, do you long for me in the same way? You know, are you yearning for me? Are you yearning for me? to move in the same way when all your vices, all the, all the things that you normally control in life, when they're all stripped away and when they're all gone and all that's left is just you and your own thoughts and your own life. What, what is it that you desire for? What is it that you long for? And can we say the same thing as the psalmist here that we long for the, the same thing? Because the truth is this, that everything you're looking for is found in God. Everything you're looking for is found in him. So have we been desiring him in the same ways of the things that you've been desiring that have been stripped away at this moment? As you go on in verses uh, three uh, to four, the passage goes with this. this uh, Even the sparrow has found a home and the swallow a nest for herself where she may have her young, a place near your altar, Lord Almighty, my King and my God. Blessed are those who dwell in your house. There are ever praising you. And I, I, and I love this because in this moment where we might be feeling lost and we're feeling uncertain, we're feeling like we don't belong, we have nowhere to go, uh, can't get sick of the places that you're in, we're reminded that everything God created has a home. That, that, that everything God created has a home, has a place. We read here the sparrow has a home. It's the nest uh, that, that, that the sparrow has been given. That's their home. But it's the same for us too, that we have a home. And it's not this world. It's not what you've been looking for in this world. It's what you've been chasing for in this world, but ultimately it's with God. Uh, C.S. Lewis, I love this quote by him. Uh, He says this, if we find ourselves with a desire that nothing in this world can satisfy, the most probable explanation is that we were made for another world. That you also have a home. Uh, It's not this world. This is our temporary dwelling place. Uh, We have a soul that goes on forever. Uh, There's a home that's ultimately waiting for us uh, in heaven. Uh, so you're blessed. Uh, we read here in the Psalm that we're blessed if we find this home in God, uh, that if you understand this, uh, that this is what's drawing us and helping us through on, in this time, that if God is our home and that is the ultimate place that we're meant to be, everything here is, is, is fading. 
and we're living in that reality now, right guys? Like we're living in that now, like everything is stripped away. All the things that we could once depend on, uh, our, our society, our culture, uh, or our finances, our relationships, all of that's been stripped away at this moment. It's, it's come, come down to the bare bones. And what we have left here, if you call yourself a Christ follower, is that we have a home that's waiting for us. That in Jesus, that is where you're meant to be. And maybe that's what you've been longing for, that desire. That you're longing for something better. You're longing for something more. And that place isn't imaginary. It's real. And it's waiting for you. It's waiting for me. And that this life uh, isn't it. And for those of us that experience this, we read this here, like blessed in verse 4, blessed are those who dwell in your house. They're ever praising you. If you dwell in God's house, if you find your home, that is your living place. That's where you are. You're, you're ever praising and, and there's something special about uh, God's people gathering together. Uh, this is great. I love seeing your faces right now virtually, but nothing can ever replace the physical gathering of the church because Christians were meant to gather. We're meant to come together. And something unique happened. Even right now, like in this moment, you st- as I'm staring into the webcam, uh, as you're staring into your computers, that God is doing something. Something special happens when God's people gather because where God is, that's where we're meant to be. And he's with his people. And we're meant to encourage each other and something special happens uh, when we gather in this way. Psalm, uh, f- uh, the Psalm goes on like this in verses uh, five uh, to uh, seven. Uh, Blessed are those whose strength is in you, whose hearts are set on pilgrimage. As they pass through the valley of Baca, they make it a place of springs. The autumn rains also cover it with pools. They go from strength to strength till each appears before God in Zion. Now, now what is that about? Uh, it's said that uh, in the, back in the day, and maybe in some practices even today, that three times a year, that Jewish boys, uh, 12 and older, will make a journey uh, towards the temple. So this is the journey that they make towards Zion uh, in, in Jeru- Jerusalem there. And it was said that some people might live close, but some people might live really, really far away. But it was said that the closer that they drew towards the temple, aka God's presence, they drew more strength. And I think that's a word for us here today too, that we're feeling that times are waning, uh, but every day as we draw closer to God, it gives us strength. Uh, the closer we get called back towards God, we get the strength like no tomorrow. Like we realize our, our, our hope is in him. Our strength is in him. And why is that true? Because, well, what waits for us uh, at the end of the journey makes the journey worth it, right? Uh, that, that, that's our understanding of it, that what waits uh, at the end of the journey makes the journey worth it. That's why we go on hikes. Maybe not right now because they're closed. Uh, but, you know, that's why you do it. Like, you make certain trips, certain road trips. You travel around the world to go to certain destinations. Like what waits for you at the end uh, makes the journey worth it. And we know that everything you've been looking for is found in God. And so we'll do anything, it t- whatever it takes to get to God, to get to his presence, to experiencing him. And we know that here we see this, that, that our lives, our hearts were set on pilgrimage, that this life of ours, it's a pilgrimage, that every single day we're journeying a little bit closer towards the home that waits for us. One step closer, just a little bit step closer. I hope that brings encouragement to you because this life isn't it again, that, that we're making step by step every single day until we see God in, in heaven again. Because everything you've been looking for is found in God and that makes this journey worth it. That at the end of the day, God will look us in the face. Jesus will wait for us and he will say, "Good and well done, good and faithful servant. That's what makes all this worth it in this life. That's what brings us through out of today. That's the hope that we stand on. That's the promise that we have. That the news that we see every single day, that's not the hope and the promises. 
because we can only hear so much bad news, but that's, here's the good news is that there's more for us. That's not in this world because life is a pilgrimage and God is waiting for us uh, at the end. And that's why the psalmist goes on saying in verse eight, hear my, hear my prayer, Lord God Almighty, listen to me, God of Jacob, look on our shield. Oh God, look with favor on your anointed one. Verse 10, better is one day in your courts than a thousand elsewhere. I would rather be a doorkeeper in the house of my God than dwell in the tents of the wicked. For the Lord God is a sun and shield. The Lord bestows favor and honor. No good thing does he withhold from those who walk, whose walk is blameless. A day in God's house is better than a thousand elsewhere. And I'm thankful for that because this week was rough for many of us. This week was tough for you as you got that email, as you got that phone call, as you read, read the news and you heard the news. And I'm thankful that a day, a day, a day in God's house and a better than a thousand elsewhere. And we're living that, that this day I was, this week I was yearning God to, you know what, this, this come, we need your presence. We need to experience you. The world needs to, needs to know you. A day in God's house is better than a thousand elsewhere. I'm not sure what that was. Sorry. And also here we see this, that being a doorkeeper is better than uh, being a doorkeeper, just being near the presence of God, just being in his presence, being that close, just, just opening the door and getting a glimpse of him, just to hear him speak just a little bit. That's better than anywhere else that he is in. And we see that in, in, in this passage. And it just reminds us here this week that, you know what, again, it comes back to this, like everything you've been looking for is found in God, but what is it that you're ultimately desiring for? What, 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 are, what are you hoping for? Because some of us are guilty of this and we need to repent of this, that we've been desiring other things. We're saying that a thousand days elsewhere is better than a day in God's court. You know, a thousand days in this life, you know, whatever it is, I'm experiencing the riches that I have, the, the securities that I have. I'd rather have that than, 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 than be in God's presence. You might not say that, but that's, our, that's where our hearts are aligned. And we got to be honest here. God is stripping all of that away and saying in this moment, where is your heart? Where is your desire? Because everything you've been looking for, whatever it is you long for, the security, the love, the hope, the joy, the grace, the forgiveness, whatever it is you've been desiring for, looking for, the highs of life, the joys and happiness, like it's all found in Jesus. And we're experiencing that at this moment. And we hear that God, he, he, he's not just saying this, he is our son, he's our shield, he's our provision. And he's also our protection that even though you might be, be insecure about your future and your finances, God will provide in his way as he provides for the sparrow provides for his, for his people that God will provide through his people to, to you as well. That he also protects you as well during this time that he doesn't leave us on our side, but he's with you and he's with, he's, he's with us. And ultimately is this, that God, he is almighty, that he is above all things. We see that at least twice in this passage that he is uh, three times a uh, Lord Almighty. Uh, he's in control. He's above all things. He's above the flood. He's with us through the fire. He's in it at this time. That in your time of suffering, in this time of, of longing, he wants you to know, and this is the crucial, crucial message here, as much as you long for whatever it is that you long for, God longs for you even more. That God longs for you even more in the way that you, whatever it is that you long for at this moment, times that by infinite in terms of how he longs for you. 
He longs for your, for you to know him. He longs for you to know how much he loves you. He longs for you to know how your life is secure in him, how he's been trying to get your attention, how he wants to just embrace you and give you the biggest hug you ever have received. He give you the kindest word that you could ever hear. At this moment, God is saying to us, as much as you long for whatever it is in your life, he longs for you even more. In this time of uncertainty, in this time of trials and unknown, in this time of pain and, and crying, God is saying he knows, and he cares, and he's with you, and he's with us through it all. And he's saying, I know your pain, and I'm with you. I'm not far away. But look for me, desire me, long for me, because everything you've been looking for is found in me. So I hope that that will be a word of encouragement for you this week, that we will live out Psalm 84 in this time. As we have the time, as you're at home, you have the privilege of working at home uh, or staying home, uh, that God is with you in the home. If you're traveling out and you're being anxious about you know, the, the bus or, or where, however it is you're going to get to work, know that God's with you there at work as well with your family, that everything you've been looking for is found in God. So this week, may we live out and may we pray Psalm 84 because a, thousand, a day in his course, just a glimpse of him is enough for the rest of our lives. And I'm hoping... And I'm hearing already that God is revealing himself in your life. Uh, that in this time of pain and suffering, as you seek him, he's already speaking out a very personal word to each and every single one of you. And I pray that God will continue to bless you with his presence and that will continue to speak to you in that way. Because everything you're looking for is found in God. Let's pray together. Father, this morning we just say as a people of God that we desire you, that we long for you. That in this time of pain, in this time of suffering, this time of seeing the world being on its knees in a devastated state, God, we come into our knees, we humble ourselves, and we say, God, we don't need anything else in this world right now but you. We need you to act. We need you to empower. We need you to give us the, the, the peace in this anxious time. We need you to be present with us in the uncertainty. And thank you, God, that we can trust you knowing that you are for us and that you are with us. In this time of pain, God, we just give our burdens away to you. Not knowing what is going to happen tomorrow, even though we don't know what's going to happen tomorrow, we do know that, God, that you are going to be with us, that you're going to speak to us and that you're going to heal us. So we pray that, Lord, that you will heal our land, that we will seek you and that our city, God, will experience revival, that our city, God, will experience revival as we come to our knees facing our humanity, facing our brokenness, that we would say that Jesus Christ, you are Lord, and that we need you and we need you to act. So pray for our church, Lord, this week. Know that in our time of suffering, in a time of wrestling with our mental health, in a time of loneliness and isolation, that we're never truly alone because everything we're looking for, everything we yearn for, is ultimately found in you. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.